everyone, and welcome back to the Redbeard Outdoors podcast. I'm Jonathan, your host, and here at Redbeard Outdoors, I talk about faith, family, fitness, and the outdoors. And on Saturdays, like today, I get to share with you awesome conversations that I've had with people that either I've met through social media, people that I, I want to learn from, or just awesome individuals in general that I feel like, one, I get to learn from, but two, I get to share the conversation with you. Today is no different. I've got Nick Palacios. Nick is one of the starters of the company called DNA Archery Co. So DNA Archery Co., definitely go check them out. I'll leave all the links down below, guys. Before we get into that awesome conversation with Nick, who is new to bow hunting like me and is learning, loving it, into fitness, into the outdoors, loves his, his family, uh, just an awesome individual. Before we get into that, guys, I want to shout out the show sponsors and partners. First and foremost, First Form and First Form Outdoors. Definitely go check out First Form if you're looking for any type of supplementation from protein shakes to anything, guys, really. <laughs> they even make their own energy drinks now. So go check them out from vitamins to sup supplementation such as protein, uh, creatine, anything along those lines. Definitely go check out First Form. The link's down below. Get free shipping. Join the First Form Outdoors family as well on Facebook. If you're on Facebook, that link is also down below. Of course, Alpen Fuel and Heather's Choice, my go-to meals for backcountry nutrition. Definitely don't want to have a torn up gut in the backcountry. Go check out both of those companies. Heather's Choice just barely had their eight-year anniversary, so congratulations to them. And uh, just go check them out, guys. Get the best quality food and nutrition for your backcountry adventures this fall and winter. BlackOvis.com. BlackOvis is another great show partner and they are just amazing people over there they have a smorgasbord of all the greatest gear from boots which i run crispies all the way to the best optics out there they have accessories they've got clothing they've got backpacks they've got all the things that you guys need definitely go check out blackovis.com use the link down below save some money and kafaru can't ever leave out kafaru guys they are the best meat packing and weight packing backpack on the market they also make other things as well an awesome fanny pack it's called the rogan uh, it's cool because it's got kafaru's logo on it <laughs> bringing fanny packs back but definitely go check out kafaru for any of your backpacking needs uh, if you need a duffel bag that's robust they're 100 us made uh, great company great individuals go check out kafaru and absolute aid cbd if you're into or need a CBD chewable that is THC-free. Uh, definitely go check out absoluteaid.com. Use the code REDBEARD10, save some money. Affect Beard Oil, if you have a beard that's short or long, you definitely need some beard oil to make sure the skin underneath is nice and moisturized so you're not itching all over the place. You don't have that nasty beard dandruff. Go check out affectbeard.com, get some beard oil and beard butter. Uh, and the code REDBEARD10 saves you 10%. And also 10% goes to charity. So it's just a win-win overall, guys. Definitely go check them out. And last but not least, All In Digiscoping. All In has solved so many issues with Digiscoping, guys. Go check them out at allin.co. And the code is REDBEARD. Save 10% off and free shipping. So now that we've gone through all the show sponsors, partners, affiliates, whatever you want to call them, people that support the show, support me. I really appreciate it. Thank you so much, guys. 
here is the awesome conversation that I had with Nick Palacios from DNA Archery Co. All right, I've got a special treat for you guys here. I've got Nick Palacios, and you guys, you might know him on Instagram. Uh, he's Thwack with two A's. It's an awesome sound that the bow makes when it hits the target, which is what you want to hear. Um, but Nick, tell us a little bit more about who you are, um, maybe even how you and I came to to know each other. Yeah, man. So, uh, you know, we actually got put into contact with, uh, you know, a mutual friend of ours through Colin and High Caliber Hunts. You had recently just done one. Uh, let's see, I did mine in April. So you must have done yours like right at the beginning of April, if I remember correct, right? Yeah. It was yeah. One of his and uh, yeah, exactly. So and then uh, you, you and I had happened to just be messaging and I was looking to get on a, a hog hunt and you put us into contact. And from then on, him and I were just talking back and forth and ended up getting set up with him on his next hunt. Um, had a great time, man. It was got met some great people through that camp and uh, had a couple opportunities on some pigs. Unfortunately, didn't come home with any bacon, but you know, that was one of my first hog hunts and uh, really good experience. Um, you know, had a couple of shots that I shot way too far back. And I think shooting too much foam can kind of do that to you at times. You know, it's not necessarily always the right shots that you want to get, but again, you know, that's just kind of hunting and what the uh, the nature of it is but yeah man that's how we end up getting put into contact and it's been it's been great man it's, uh, it's what i love about instagram it's uh you know it's kind of all on how you use it it's a tool you know there's there's obviously a lot of negative on it but if you use it the right way and especially in the space that we're in in the hunting industry you, there's so many good people out there and just i say this all the time just what hunting is by nature you know it's just a very humbling endeavor so uh i feel like the more that you do it the more humbled you get and the more that kind of builds and ingrains into your character. So most people are very forthcoming and super inviting. So it's just a great industry, man. We're, we're both very lucky to be a part of it in, in the ways that we are. Heck yeah. No, I definitely agree with yeah. that. So that that's how we met. Who's Nick though? Yeah. Who, who are you? Let's, let's tell the, the listeners who you are. Yeah. Um, I guess it depends on how, how far you want to go back, but um, you know, how originally, you from Northern... go? I got all day. <laughs> originally from Northern California. Um never grew up hunting. Um, and you know, that that's kind of been, uh, not necessarily a badge of honor, but you know, I, I kind of like that. I've been able to pick it up on my own and, uh, I had a, a calling to it. You know, it's something that I always wanted to do, but it was just super foreign for me. And, uh, you know, just through my early twenties, just kind of always like flirted around with the idea of like, you know, trying to get into it, but just growing up where I grew up, it's just not something that's really talked about a lot. And if it is, it's kind of like in a negative light, you know, just being, more from, you know, a, a larger city, um, you know, just nobody goes hunting. So it's not really something that's talked about. And uh, once I ended up moving to Texas a couple of years ago, that's when I really started to dive into it. And after my 29th birthday, ended up picking up a used bow found on Craigslist after doing some research for a few weeks and uh, bought like, uh, was it a 2018 bear and great bow, got a good deal on it, got some arrows that were way too short for me. But um, I had no idea. I was just like, all right, I've got a bow. It looks like it works. So, you know, let's go ahead and take this to a Cabela's, which was also a bad idea. <laughs> but they got it set up <laughs> enough for me to where I was able to uh, get a couple shots off. And from that first end of arrows I shot, man, I was just absolutely hooked. And that's kind of where I started to like dive into this passion of, of archery. You know, it's one of those, it was just kind of one of those things where it really clicked for me. And uh, I'm, I'm extremely new to hunting and to archery in general, but it's just been something for me that as soon as I picked it up, I've just really wanted to go down the rabbit hole ever since. And it's kind of never been, uh, fighting to, to learn it. It's just felt like it's just been like a natural progression for me, which has been really cool. 
And I don't think that that's something that a lot of people don't, I think that's something that a lot of people don't find as an adult, right? You know, you kind of grow up either playing sports and then you stop playing or, you know, you start working, build a career, and then you kind of just get set in ways and you don't really find other hobbies, you know, hopefully you do, but unfortunately not everybody does. And I've gotten very fortunate to be able to do that. And like I said, man, I've just been down the rabbit hole ever since and just fell in love with the whole process of it. It's been really good for me to just kind of like get back into fitness. I had, you know, I have a fitness background. I was a private trainer and personal trainer from the time I was like 19 and, uh, you know, working for 24 hour fitness out of high school. And just over the years of training, you kind of just fall out of, you know, routine because it kind of gets stale if you don't really have something specific that you're training for. Um, so, you know, not only did I find like something I'm extremely passionate about in archery, but that also kind of reignited my, uh, love for fitness, you know, cause it, it kind of gives you something specific to train for, and you can really dial into like putting a program together and tinkering with things like that, which is super fun for me. I, you know, I'm a, I'm a fitness nerd. So anything with, uh, you know, body mechanics, movement, uh, bodybuilding, any type of training, you know, I, I just love to do. So it's, it's been a lot of fun, man. I, I've been very fortunate in that regard. I definitely understand that. It's, uh, yeah. you know, everyone, I think, but I take that back. Not everyone goes to the gym or trains. Um, I, you mm -hmm. know, I was in sports ever since I was young. And so I, I agree with you that it, it gets to a point where it becomes a little mundane. And even though you may be in the gym, you're not really training. Mm -hmm. You're just kind of there moving yeah. weights and picking up heavy things and putting them back down and not really even breaking yeah. a sweat. And, yeah. uh, and so I, I get that hundred percent. And I think it's awesome that um, you've got the adult onset bow hunter yeah. uh, like I do. And, you know, I, yeah. I, I've kind of said that to a couple of people and they laugh, but uh, you know, maybe I should trademark that, but uh, you know, <laughs> yeah, yeah, get it, man. <laughs> let's put it under the DNA archery brand. Um, there you no, go. But, let's do it. But uh, yeah, I think it's cool to see, uh, you three. Um, I love that little reel that was made that you guys did. Yeah. That's hey, that's exactly how it started, man. I, uh, yeah. so when I, when I started shooting, like within the first month I went to tack, it just like, per it happened perfect timing. So uh, my birthday's in March and tack was like right around like the end of April, um, mm -hmm. that following month. And after a couple of weeks, I was just like, I'd, I was initially trying to find different places to shoot and I didn't know about the archery club out here, which we're so lucky to have out here. It's the Austin archery club. It's a 60 acre open, open air bow course. So it's, uh, in the middle of like a huge, like a nice forest it's city owned land. And they've leased it to the archery club for the last, I think 50 plus 60 years, man, they've been mm -hmm. there at the same spot forever. So once I found that place, uh, I would just go there three, four times a week and just practice. I would shoot just hundreds of arrows, just, you know, anytime I could, you know, just yeah. trying to get practice and, and all that. And I was thinking, you know, okay, I want to do something competitive. And I was looking at either doing like 3D, uh, I was looking at ASA, and then I found Total Archery Challenge. And I was like, you know what, I'm just going to sign up for it. You know, I'll go by myself and just see how it is. And that's where I met Alex and Derek, who are my business partners in DNA and two of my best friends. Uh, we both had an early 7 a.m. knock time on the Leopold course and they were hanging out uh, waiting to start. And I asked them if I could shoot with them and they're like, yeah, man, come on, let's go ahead and shoot. And, uh, you know, three, three dumbasses get together and, you know, a year, a year and a half later, here we are. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. And, and it's, it's funny because, you know, you, you meet so many people at these events, the mountain archery fest or mm -hmm. TAC for those of you guys that maybe don't know what TAC is uh, total archery challenge. And uh, it's funny to me when people come off the mountain, they're like, Oh, why did you put the target like this and that? And I just look at it and in my head. I'm like, 
Um, cause the last word of tack is challenge, but you know, yeah, maybe, yeah, maybe, exactly. yeah, maybe that's the common sense. That's not so common anymore. Uh, but I, I think it's cool that that's how you guys met. And, um, mm-hmm. I, I didn't know that. So, so that's awesome. Yep. Well, you brought up DNA archery. And I, I brought it up, uh, as just because I want you to talk a little bit about it. I want, I think yeah. it's a great idea. Um, you know, being a first generation bow hunter myself and, mm-hmm. and before the podcast, we talked about how I was, I took the neighbor kid and my son, cause the girls are gone. So we're doing boy yeah. stuff and, uh, shot go. bows. Right. So I'm already mm-hmm. trying to pass that on to my son, but tell me a little bit more about DNA archery. Obviously it started with three dumbasses, but other than that, yeah. how, <laughs> yeah. What, yeah. like what for walk us through the, the start of it and, uh, maybe mm-hmm. some things that you guys are envisioning with this. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, you know, DNA archery and, and first generation bow hunters that, you know, the term that we've coined, um, because both, uh, Derek, Alex, and myself, you know, we all picked up archery as adults, you know, we're the ad- adult onset archery. Uh, but, uh, you know, it, just through conversation, you know, when we would go out to the club, you know, we just be bouncing ideas back and forth off each other. And there's so much content out there and there's so many people in the industry and there's some guys that do it really well, you know, you know, obviously like John Dudley, Cam Haynes, Dan Staten, like all those guys are awesome. Remy Warren, uh, Steve Rinella from, Fir- from, uh, first light and meat eater, um, those guys to me are like my favorites, you know, I consume their content on a regular basis, you know, but, um, for anybody who's like just trying to get into archery or bow hunting, it's super daunting, right? Like there's so much that goes into even just archery, let alone trying to figure out how and where to go hunting. So it was something that kind of came up where we were like, you know, let's, let's start a brand in a company where we can build a community of people that are in the same position as us, or, you know, maybe a little bit behind us that are thinking about getting into archery or thinking about getting into bow hunting and create that network and that community where they can bounce ideas off of each other. And we can kind of create content um, for those people. Right. Cause we're, I'm never going to sit here and act like I'm a professional and I can speak to somebody and give people advice that are, you know, decades ahead of me because I'd be fucking delusional. Sorry. I'd, I don't know if I guess any of my fault. Um, oh, you're good. So, so uh, yeah, man. So we just decided like, you know, let's, let's run in that lane because you know, that that's, that's our bread and butter. You know, we want to be able to get other people into this because it's enriched our lives in so many different ways, you know, aside from just uh, you know, you've got the camaraderie of just going out and shooting with your friends, right. You've got the camaraderie of going on a bow hunt with your friends. Um, you know, if you're successful um, you know, you've got all the great things that come with, you know, hauling meat back, quartering it up, cutting it up, getting it all cooked that night. You know, it's, it's a really enriching, amazing experience, you know, and there's a lot of humility that goes along with that. Um, there's a lot of respect for wildlife and some really cool experiences that you get to be a part of that you wouldn't any otherwise, you know, being able to see animals in their natural habitat when they don't know you're around is, is a really beautiful experience. It's very unique. And, I want to share that. And I want to share like, you know, my love for it and the pitfalls and the successes and just show people that it's not, it's definitely, there's a barrier of entry, but you know, it's not impossible to do. It takes work. And that, that was the whole premise behind starting DNA archery is again, you know, fostering that community and and creating content uh, focus for those people that are you know new to it at our position or or thinking about doing it. No. Yeah. I love that. And and you're right. I think for people like you and me that are driven um, and there's something mm-hmm. that we want to do, we go and we yeah. do our own research and there's so many free opportunities to learn out there. It's ridiculous. Um, I don't know how these people make money to be honest with you. Like 
I was yeah. self self-taught self-coached because I went into YouTube and found people that were like you were saying, not trying to sell you stuff, but genuinely mm -hmm. wanting you to be a better person and a better archer. Yeah. That's why I was yep. drawn to Dan Staten, Dudley mm -hmm. uh, and others because mm -hmm. you know they let you know hey we're sponsored they're obviously sponsored by this yeah. and that but they're not trying to sell mm -hmm. you those things um and so i i do love that I, I love the idea of you know helping new archers out having a place for them to go um i, mm -hmm. I love like going up to uh, wild arrow and helping out like i am not an employee yeah. per se but i work there yeah. i go up there and i'll and i'll help out with customer service when the lobby gets busy mm -hmm. and some people just want to go up yeah. there and chat and feel comfortable um because if you walk into a bow shop for the first time, you see these guys with these decked out rigs and bows all over the wall yeah. and yeah. 85 grain, 150 grain uh, broadheads. You're like, I don't even know where to start. Right. Yeah. Do I get the it's pretty crazy. pink veins or do I get, you know, like, <laughs> what do I do? <laughs> yeah. And so, yeah. <laughs> and yeah, so exactly. I, I love that. I think that's a great idea um, mm -hmm. that you guys Thanks, are coming man. up with. And yeah, it's, it's pretty sweet. It's it's been, uh, it's been, it's been really cool, man. You know, it's it, when I first, you know, when I first got into it and, you know, I, I see just whoever just posting content, if I had a question would reach out, really didn't matter if they had, you know, a handful of followers or they had, you know, tens of thousands or more, you know, like they would actually hit me back. And I was always super surprised by that. Um, and again, I think, again, that goes back to like the humility of hunting and just like, you know, wanting to help other people out and put, you know, put them in a good position to win. So, uh, you know, getting, getting all that advice at upfront in the beginning was really impactful for me. So I always told myself like, you know, if I'm ever in a position to be able to do the same for anybody else, you know, I want to always make sure my doors open. Like I always tell people, like, if you ever have questions, you know, feel free to shoot me a message. I'm always happy to help. So anytime somebody hits me up, you know, I, I always make sure I try to get to it as, you know, as fast as I can give them a really good detailed answer to trying to put them in the right direction. You know, it's, it's, I never think that like my way is the best way. I just say what works for me, uh, what hasn't worked for me, you try it out for yourself, you know, you do your research and then, you know, take it from there. But it's, again, you know, it's a lot of, it's about making sure you do like value, value driven content and, uh, and giving back to other people. Yeah, exactly. I, I do. I, I love that a lot because again, you received something. So it's that value exchange and, uh, anyone mm -hmm. listening out there has heard me say that probably too many times, but that's really how you build relationships well. And also like mm -hmm. you receive so much and you want to give back. And so that's your way yeah. of giving back. And I think that's really awesome. Um, Cause yeah, I, I love, I mean, I was just up yesterday uh, helping out, you know, and this guy came in and he hasn't shot a bow since before boy scouts. And, uh, and, you know, he's in there getting this decked out RX seven. I was like, damn, nice. that's a nice <laughs> I love <bow."> it. Yeah. <laughs> and, but like going in and, you know, I was asking him a couple of things just to kind of gauge his knowledge and, um, mm -hmm. and he, he knew nothing, right. He's coming in yeah. there with like some stock arrows and stuff. And so I just kind of gave him a little kind of, uh, not down the rabbit hole, but a little view yeah. of what he's looking at. And, um, For sure. and he happened to be there again today and he was shooting nice. on his bow sided yeah. in. So, um, you know, stuff like that. I, I love being able to help people like that. I've noticed you mm -hmm. guys have done that as well. Um, yeah. with, with a lot of the things that you're doing. So it's, it's pretty sweet, man. It's a great, yeah, idea. man. It's been, it's been fun, man. So, I, and, and just like how you help out at the, at the bow shop by where you live, you know, I've, I've just recently taken on the position as tournament director over at the Austin archery club. Cause same thing, man. I love that place. And it's, 
you know, kind of been like my, you know, stomping grounds. So uh, when the position opened up, you know, we don't get paid for it. It's on a volunteer basis, but it's just great to be in the community, you know, Mm -hmm. getting those tournaments set up for these people. A lot of these guys have been going there for decades, you know, for a long time. So it's cool to just soak up their knowledge and just talk and just get that information from them and just shoot, you know, just shoot arrows, have a good time, go talk shit, get on the course for a few hours. It's, it's cool, man. It's really fun. Yeah, exactly. It's way better than yeah. golf for anyone out there listening. <laughs> way better. I haven't touched my golf clubs in two and a half, three years. So, right. Yeah. yeah. I, you know, yeah. It, I, I joke with people about that. I'm like, I'm like, man, you hit a ball and you have to go chase it. And they're like, well, you pull a string back and have to go chase. The- <laughs> so I'm like, okay, okay, fine. Touche. I get to hopefully eat what I chase though. You can't yeah. eat your golf ball. Exactly. And I don't have to chase yeah. it every time I can shoot five or six and then. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Um, cool. So let, let's talk a little bit about, so I, I kind of alluded to it at the beginning, but you know, your mm-hmm. Instagram handles thwack. Um, yep. Tell us about that. Why, you know, why that came about. And I think it's an interesting yeah. story. It's, it's kind of goofy, but I mean, just when I started shooting, I just, I just always liked the sound of the bow, that flack of the bow, or when it hits the target, um, it was always really cool, especially like when you first start shooting and you're like, you're actually hitting the target and you're not missing it, you know? So that's just kind of like how I'd come up with the name and I looked it up on Instagram and I was like, Oh, it's not taken. So ended up keeping it. And then just, it, it really came like from me, how I started making content was just really like, I got a tripod, took my phone. I'd take a notebook with me when I would go to the club. And I would literally draw out the insert as I would see it on the target. And then I would film myself shooting. I'd shoot an end. I'd take a photo of it with my phone and then I'd plot it on my notebook. And then I would look back and you do that so many times. So then you get like, you know, say like a dozen different, you know, horrible drawings in my notebook and uh, I can look back on that. So if I, you know, if I tracked and I shot well, uh, I could look back and see how I was releasing, how I was drawing back, where were my feet, how was I breathing, all the, all these different stuff, all these different things within my shot process. And it was really good for me to be able to be able to get that feedback because no, I didn't really, ha- I didn't have anybody that I knew at the time that was shooting. So uh, that's how I kind of got about it. And then I just started editing videos here and there, and I would put them on TikTok for a little bit, and I kind of throw them on Instagram. And it kind of just snowballed from there. I had, I was doing it pretty consistently from, I would probably say like April of last year till November. Um, and it was just like more or less just kind of like putting out my shooting videos and, and all that. And uh, I went and then I started 75 hard at the beginning of this year. And I made it a point to be like, I really want to take my content seriously. I want to take archery and bow hunting very seriously. Uh, I had had a little bit of success last year on my first hunting season, which was really fun. I was able to shoot my first two whitetail amazing experiences. Got to do that both with uh, Derek and Alex. Derek's family has a lease out in West Texas. It's it's a beautiful piece of land. And, uh, you know, they're gracious enough to let us go hunt it. So, um, you know, like I said, had some success there. But, yeah, so at the beginning of the year, that was, you know, that was my goal. One was to finish 75 hard, which thankfully I was able to do. And through the discipline that I got from that, which you've gone through 75 hard in the live hard program and crushed it. So, you know, you know, the, not just like the physical benefits, but really a lot of it, the real gift is like the mental bandwidth and the mental uh, sharpening tools that you're able to build from staying on task every single day. And that's when I really started to see a snowball effect because I was posting almost daily um, and just staying on top of it and really treating it as if it was almost like a second job. Mm -hmm. Um, But it was just so fun, man. And it was cool to see 
how it continued to progress. And then as we started to, you know, build DNA archery up and kind of put together a strategy of like the type of content that we wanted to put out, you know, the aesthetic we wanted to go for, um, the style of videos, things like that. Um, you know, it's kind of just taken, uh, you know, some legs, it's grown some legs of its own and just started running, man. And it's, it's really cool to see. And also very humbling. It's, it's kind of weird to see a following build up. It's not massive, but it's, it's really cool to see. Um, so I'm, I'm excited to see where we continue to take, you know, DNA and where I continue to take, you know, myself and, and everything along as well. Yeah, no, for sure. It's, it's awesome. And, uh, you know, talking with Alex about, you know, how he's delving down the, the rabbit hole of uh, photography. Yeah. That's kind of he's, taken dude, over. he's cr- crushing it, man. He's yeah. gotten so good at it because he's maybe, I think he got his camera in April mm-hmm. and to see the, the discipline that he's been able to have in learning how to take photos, you know, how to put, set up shots, how to be able to edit all that stuff is, is not easy to do. And to see where he's been able to take it in, in a short, short amount of time has, uh, has been very commendable, man. It's, it's cool to see. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that, that's something that I, I dabbled in for a minute and I realized it's not my yeah. thing. So, you know, <laughs> it's, like, it's no. a lot, dude. It's, it's yeah. hard. Yeah. That, that takes a lot. Um, but that's yeah. awesome. So I'm, I kind of want to break down a couple of the things that you brought up just now. Yeah. Um, first off 75 hard. Uh, that's a big deal. Uh, for those, mm-hmm. those of you that don't know what it is, um, you know, where have you been, but, uh, no, <laughs> but really though, like 75 <laughs> yeah. hard is like, yeah. it's funny to me because there's people who know Andy Frisella. There's people who Mm -hmm. know 75 hard, but sometimes they know them separately. And it kind of blows me away that they don't know that he's the one that started it or vice versa, like how that they're Mm -hmm. intertwined. And then that first form is a part of that as well. So it's kind of funny to to talk to people that have done 75 hard, but don't know Andy or who he is or his podcast, Mm -hmm. but it's grown that much. And so, uh, you know, for those of you out there that that don't know what 75 hard is um, and the live hard program, it's basically, you know, you go and do two workouts a day. 45 minutes. Uh, one of them has to be outside, right? No matter rain, sun, shine, snow, whatever, uh, earthquake. Now don't be dumb, right? Don't go out in the middle of a hurricane or yeah. uh, you know, tornadoes yeah. and stuff like consult your doctor, blah, blah, blah. <laughs> but, uh, you know, it's, so it's two workouts, 45 minutes. One has to be outside a gallon of water a day. Um, it can't be flavored. You know, it's gotta be just straight water. Um, mm-hmm. not mineral water, right? It's gotta be water. And then, uh, that's probably one of the hardest things for some people, um, yeah, it, the hardest thing for me was having to pee every 20 minutes, but, yeah. <laughs> but other yeah. than it's that, a big change. If you're not used to drinking a lot of water, that's a hard one, especially waking up, you wake up two times, three times a night, sometimes depending mm-hmm. on how much or how late, if you don't start it early in the day and front load your water intake and you're trying to get half a gallon of water down or walk an hour or two before it. bed. Yeah. Doing yeah. your walk at one in the morning. Cause you, you <laughs> went to go lay down and you're like, Oh crap. <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah definitely got i got close a couple of times where you fall asleep you wake up and you're like oh shit i got i still got to read in i still got to get my second workout mm-hmm. in you know it's yep. it, it, it's tiring towards the end yep. of it man i had a really hard time right around like day 50 and mm-hmm. between 50 and like 65 because you're kind of there everyone kind of there yep. yeah mm-hmm. and then you have that then you have that adrenaline rush through the last week and a half of it yeah. Um, yeah. yeah, it's pretty sweet. Yeah. So, so again, the two workouts, one of them has to be outside. They're 45 minutes each, a gallon mm-hmm. of water. Um, you have to read a physical book and you call it self-help, whatever, but a nonfiction physical mm-hmm. book, 10 pages every single day. And then, uh, you have to do, there's one more thing I'm missing here. You say two workouts. Uh, why am I blanking on it? 
I, I don't know. I'm it's funny. You can go that. through 75 days of it and then completely forget it. <laughs> right. Right. Yeah. I'll bring it up yeah. a little bit, but guys go look it up. Yeah. Uh, 75 hard is amazing. And, and like what you were saying, there's physical benefits. Oh, the diet, the, you have to, you oh, have yeah, to there you the go. diet and there's no cheat meals for those 75 days. Um, it can be any diet you want, but it has to be a diet. You have to stick to it and, mm. uh, it can't be a candy diet. That's not a thing. So don't try that, but you know, <laughs> um, yeah, no but, uh, cheat meals and a diet. That was the last two. Yes. And no alcohol. That was yeah. the other thing. That yeah. one I always forget go. because I don't drink. Anyway, that was the so big one. It's not a, yeah. Yeah. Oh, go ahead. That was the big one. That was a big one for me, honestly. Cause I, and it's not that, you know, I've never, I've never been an alcoholic, you know, I don't have an addiction problem, but you know, you kind of get into like, Oh, it's the weekend. I'm going to go out with my friends, you know, have, a, you know, you go out, drink, you get hung over, you know, if you go out Saturday, then you're hung over all day, Sunday, you're kind of still probably feeling it a little bit on Monday. And then you get into this cycle of like, you know, doing that on a regular basis for however long. Right. And mm -hmm. you don't really notice how much momentum you slow up. And for me being able to stop and abstain from drinking for that long, that was the first time I'd stopped drinking from that long for a long time. So to be able to have 75 straight days without drinking and seeing the momentum that I was able to build and taking the goals that I had prior to starting and seeing those, uh, seeing those being able to produce like tangible progress was incredible for me. And that's, that for me was like my number one, number two takeaway, you know, like that and the mental strength that I was able to get from it. Um, you know, like the self-discipline from there, but it's, uh, it, it's a big thing, man. It's a lot of things for people like it's drinking is very socially acceptable. So you don't mm -hmm. really see it as, um, you know, I'm drinking on the weekends. So, you know, that's whatever, everybody does it, but you stop drinking and you're like, Oh, you know, I'm good. I don't want to drink. People look at you really funny. And they're kind of like, well, what's wrong with you? Mm -hmm. So it's, it's kind of weird. And I would get people that would ask like, Oh, well, how come, how come you're not drinking? Are you like, mm -hmm. are you like sober? And it's like, one, it's none of your business, but two, like, no, I just don't want to have a drink right now. Yeah. You know? Isn't so it's, it's weird. You kind of get weird looks. Isn't that interesting? Cause like, I saw something the other day, it was a comedian that said it, but she was like, you know, no one goes around and says, Oh, you don't eat mayonnaise. Why aren't you eating mayonnaise? <laughs> you know, like, <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> like no one, no, you know, I always got it grown up. Cause you know, I don't, I don't drink. I'm, uh, I'm LDS. Mm -hmm. So I've actually never yeah. had a drop of alcohol in my life. And, oh, wow. uh, and so, but I'd always go to That's parties commendable in itself. Yeah. Well, I appreciate it. You know, and, and I don't look yeah. down on people that do drink. Like, I don't care. That's yeah. your choice. That's yeah. what you want to, you know, do um, to me. It smells horrible. And you know, the faces that I see people have when they take a shot, I'm like, I'm good. I'm good. <laughs> like, <laughs> um, but, yeah. but in all reality, so that 75 hard, going back to that is a big uh, mental game changer because one, you were saying, you know, you got that mental clarity from giving up alcohol. And mm -hmm. a lot of people don't realize the fog that that can create. Like you come home from work, you want to pop a cold one and watch a show. How many mm -hmm. of those hours you could be more productive? How many more people could have a DNA archery? You know, how many people could use those, those ideas that are in their head that they go to the grave mm -hmm. with, you could use those hours of Netflixing and beer drinking to go and make them happen like you guys have. And that's, yeah. it's funny that you say, and I, I saw it and I was kind of watching from a distance. I wanted to get you on mm -hmm. afterwards because I, I wanted yeah. to hear what you had to say about it because you guys, I mean, it was an exponential growth uh, for your company yeah. and, and yeah. it was great to see how it's taken off. And I knew in the back of my mind, I never said anything to you about it, but I'm like, this has to do with 75 hard because you're dialed in to what you're wanting to mm -hmm. do. And yes, yeah. you had physical benefits. You will because of the diet and the two workouts a day, but even more so just being so disciplined 
to making it mm-hmm. happen and being so dialed in on what you want to do. Um, I think it's, it's amazing. Uh, and it's done yeah. wonders for you guys, you know? Um, I don't know if you, I don't think your business partners have done that, but the, you know, so actually D- Derek is actually in the home stretch of it right now. Oh, Derek has been on seven. I think he's in Derek's almost at day 60. If he's not at day 60 already. Um, and he's been crushing it, dude. Like that's another thing seeing Derek go through that has mm-hmm. been incredible. He's lost like almost 20 pounds. Wow. Looks amazing. He's been, he's been crushing it, man. That's another thing too. Like super commendable to see him stick with it. Him and his wife have been doing it together as well. Like my fiance and I uh, had, had done it together as well. And uh, you know, was talking about it with them all throughout going, you know, going through 75 hard and they ended up starting it a few months ago, man. And they're, they're crushing it, man. They're doing really good. That's awesome. That's really good to hear. Yeah. Uh, so yeah. that's cool. And, and I love, again, I love seeing that growth. And if you guys, you guys didn't, you know, follow DNA archery and, and black before on social media, um, you know, you guys could, could look back and see that exponential growth just in the last two and a half months, three months. Mm-hmm. Um, it's been crazy. It's been cool to see. Um, yeah. and then, you know, something else too, that I, I kind of want to unpack was just, again, that idea of, wanting to give back. I, I think that that's something that a lot of people don't understand. They just want to take, 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 take. And yeah. when you're doing that, um, it drains the people around you and you don't ever really get full. But yeah. when you're, when you're, when you have a different purpose behind working with someone else, or you have this mm-hmm. idea like you did to give back to the archery community that has given you so much, um, you know, that that's a game changer and that's definitely a big deal. And I love that. Again, I love that about the brand um, and what you guys are doing over there. So what are some things that, I mean, you said, you, you know, you're volunteering at the, uh, the Austin archery club. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, and you know, you, what are some other things that you do? Cause I know you've got a couple businesses going, uh, what, yeah. what's your day yeah. normally look like, I guess. Yeah. So, uh, normal day is, uh, so I'm, I'm in a state management. So for people who don't know, I, I had a pressure washing business for a while, um, in the home services sector and just recently got into state management, which is basically like, uh, so I, my, my background has either been within fitness, um, or operations management, you know, basically just making sure companies run smoothly, keeping things organized, things like that. So, um, estate management now, just basically I have a, a client, who uh, you know has a, a large estate in Austin here, and I work with uh, a team of people to just help run it, make sure things go smoothly, and that's what I do for a day job. Um, but mornings will either be, you know, I usually get up anywhere between like 5:30, 6:30, wake up, go for a run. I live, uh, I my my uh, place where I live backs up to a nature preserve, so I can hop out of my house, go across the parking lot, and I'm in the woods, so it's awesome. So I can go trail run. I hit about a two mile loop on a trail run real quick in the morning, come back, get ready for work, knock out my day. Um, and I'm still trying to keep up with the two workouts a day. I don't get it every day of the week, but you know, anywhere between like three, four days a week, I'll be able to do it. So I like to do, I like the the discipline of getting into a workout first thing in the morning. For me, it's just like, you get everything moving, you get your blood pumping, you get a sweat. You don't have to, you know, shove coffee down your throat first thing when you wake up to get going, you know, so it's, it's much more sustainable. Um, so yeah, still trying to hit the two workouts a day. So after work, you know, I usually get a workout in, um, and then get back home and my lady and I'll usually go, go lift together. Um, you know, we always try to make sure we spend a little bit of time together on a daily basis, you know, cause we both work a lot. All right, guys, just wanted to briefly interrupt here and remind you to go over to Redbeard's Fit Crew. 
and on Facebook. The link is down below. Definitely want to get you linked up with people that are awesome in your area for getting outdoors, pursuing fitness goals, health goals, but also just becoming a better human being. The group is growing on a daily basis, and I'm really excited for that. I'm loving seeing people link up, uh, people that have you know the same interest, and that's the whole point of the group uh, is for you guys to come in, come together, and figure out you know joint interests with people and form your own friendships based on that because social media can get a little overwhelming with Instagram, whatever it may be. So we've formed this group. Definitely want you in over there at Redbeard's Fit Crew. And one more group definitely to check out would be First Form Outdoors on Facebook as well. Go join the group over there. Again, like-minded individuals that just love getting outdoors no matter what it is from fishing to hunting to camping, backpacking, and love good health and nutrition. So go check out those two groups on Facebook. Again, the link's down below in the description. And pardon the interruption. Here we go back to our awesome conversation here with Nick. We try to make sure we put that time aside, whether it's a workout or, you know, making dinner together, you know, just touching base with each other. Um, but I'm, I like to stay within a routine, man. My, my day's pretty, uh, from the outside looking in, it would look kind of boring, you know, on your day to day. It's just workouts, work, uh, and then, you know, go shooting if I can. If I'm lucky, I, you know, I can go three times a week, four times a week. I live about 30 minutes, 20, 30 minutes from the, uh, the archery club. So, you know, just try to go out there and just shoot some arrows as much as I can, you know, just staying, staying sharp and staying on top of it. And then in between that, uh, you know, helping, helping run DNA archery with the guys, you know, trying to figure out content strategies. Um, that was one thing that when I was going through 75 hard, I was really trying to make sure I would like, I'm, I'm super competitive. So, uh, especially with hunting, I like, I feel like I'm just so far behind. So that's why I just like, you ask my fiance, it's, she, she gets, she's, she's awesome because she's extremely supportive and she loves seeing me so passionate about things. But if I don't curb it, then I'll talk about archery or bow hunting all the time. So <laughs> I'm, uh, if I'm not, uh, if I'm not working, like I'm always doing or thinking something about the space, Here's a hack. right? Here's a hack. When you have kids, I don't know if you guys are planning on having kids or not, but when you have kids, we are involve yeah. them in your passions. That way you can be like, but but Asher wanted to go shoot his bow. I just, I just happened. To, oh, I had to show him the right way to do it. So I brought mine too. Yeah, <laughs> that's, that's, ha that's totally happening. That's our, she already knows it. We've had a talk already. It's, it's going down. Yep. Yep. I'll get a, I'll get a Kafaru pack, throw my little one in the back and yep. take them with me when we go. It out. works. It works. I've done that's, it. <laughs> I believe it. I believe it. Smart man. Yep. Good way to spend your time. But, uh, but yeah, man. So I, I, I just like, I like staying on my routine. You know, that's where I feel that's where I feel deadly. That's when I feel like super sharp. Um, but, uh, you know, like I said, just, you know, study, studying like content strategy is something that I really enjoy doing as well. You know, trying to put together, you know, an overarching idea of, you know, okay, this is kind of what we want to run with, you know, obviously like with social media, you know, you do, you do the cool stuff that, you know, that's, that's flashy with reels and all that. And like with the weird stuff that Instagram has been doing with only pushing reels. Now it's like, you have to, you have to, kind of play the game a little bit and play to the algorithm and play to what trends, but you also can't stray so far away from, you know, your initial goal and what you're, you know, what you're really driving towards and that's putting out good content. So um, I've got some really cool things I'm putting together as far as uh, content, you know, around, you know, first gen bow hunters and DNA um, more informational stuff. That's going to be good for me. It'll be, it'll be some not first for me, but it'll be first and kind of like going down, like, these different types of content paths that I feel like not a lot of people have done so far. So I'm excited to get those going. Um, 
can't, don't really want to talk too much about it yet. So I don't want to give it away, but uh, you, you guys, will see, you guys will see it very soon. So I'm, I'm excited about those coming up, but putting together content strategy is something I really, I'm, I'm super passionate about. I, I love to do that and see the engagement and see people get value from it and help to like banter back and forth on conversation from it. So it's, it's all, it's all, it's just really cool, man. It's very, very humbling, but no, that's like the long-winded answer of what, what my day-to-day looks like. It's a, it's a, it's a mix of some pretty mundane stuff, but it's all things that I absolutely love to do. So you guys heard it here. You need to go follow Thwack and the stash <laughs> to make sure that you get the good content. There you go. There you go. You, you heard it here first. Stash, dude. I, I don't, I don't think I could, yeah. I mean, I've got a good mustache, but I, I just wouldn't look right on me. <laughs> you know why people rock mustaches? Why? Cause they can't, they grow, can't beards. grow beards. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Yeah. If I could, I, I, have problem, full, I, I could have donate like my neck. Like if I could just transplant this over to your face, yeah. would be good. That's plenty down here. I hate having to shave. There it. you go. <laughs> <laughs> That's why people rock mustaches. If I could, I would, but the mustache is working for now. So we'll keep it running. <laughs> That's awesome. Well, cool, man. Um, so, I mean, so we've talked about DNA archery. We've talked about kind yeah. of your transition, um, how things are going there. Uh, you know, and I, again, I love, I love hearing stories about people that excel, especially in archery. Um, you know, that's something that's become a big thing for me in the last couple of years as well. Um, and it's just, there's so many things that you can do with it. And yeah. sometimes we can get a little too uh, tinkery with, with stuff. And yeah. I don't know if you've come yeah. across that or not, but you know, I have this great setup that's working awesome. And I'm like, but I didn't try this yet. <laughs> yeah. Let me, let me just throw the stick in the, in the, in the bike spokes real quick and just mess the whole thing mm-hmm. up. Yeah. I'm not the biggest <laughs> fan of that. I'm kind of, I'll tinker a little bit, um, mm-hmm. but not too much, you know, like I, I'll tinker with arrows here and there, but usually for me, like I'm not, I'm not the kind of person that's going to be like, okay, I'm going to have a attack arrow set up I, and mm-hmm. a hunting arrow set up. I kind of just have something that's a good mix of the, of the two, you know, like um, I just got a new UV scope. So that's going to help out with some clearance. Um, I've got tw- the AAE hybrid 26 veins. So, you know, there's a little bit lower profile. Um, so I can get some good, I can get some good clearance from those. So I can shoot out to a hundred ish, hundred plus. And what's your, uh, that gets, what's your drawing? Uh, 29. So you've got a longer drawing. What, what poundage are you pulling? 70. And you're having issues with clearance? Oh, I, guess uh, I was with the, hog. I had a spot, I had a spot hog before. Yeah. So the spot hog was a little bit wider. I could get about 95 yards with the spot hog. Okay. So I was still getting good clearance or Uh, bottom pin. Your bottom. Okay, cool. That's interesting because I've got, so um, yeah, probably Matthews probably wouldn't be happy if they heard this, but I cranked down the cables a little bit and got 79 Uh pounds out of my Matthews, but I'm only 27 and a half inch draw and I've got clearance. So that is interesting, but I'm shooting a, a black gold. And so their, their housing is a little bit smaller. It's not quite as small as a, an ultra view, which I've, I've yeah. started, of course, I've started looking at those now that I got the black gold. Oh, and I'm dude. like, Oh, but There's, I could do. Yeah. <laughs> They're so nice. I, so I, I got it. So, um, I actually bought this one off of Alex cause he had, mm. he just got the UV three. So I bought this off of him and he just got it like oh, six, seven months ago. So it's pretty mm. much brand new and, uh, I'll never go back. Like yeah. I just, the, the, the led lights that they have are awesome. Like I went to the club this morning and I got there at like 6am, my buddy, Justin and I were shooting and, uh, you know, low light, you know, sun's barely coming up and the way that that housing and all those pins light up on the UV is awesome for low light yeah. situations. So 
it was cool. It was cool to try that out today. That was actually the first time I had shot out of that. So, um, you know, stretch a couple shots out today. That was fun. I still got to, I still got to toy with a couple of things. My third axis is off a little bit. Mm-hmm. We were shooting a couple of steeper inclined shots and I was shooting pretty low. Um, so I'll take it, I'll take it into archery country and go see, uh, tank. Who's my bow tech over there. He's awesome. Um, so we'll have him dial it in and we're going to do some stuff with the archer's advantage. Cause I've never used that before either. So for people who don't know what that is, it's kind of like firearm ballistics. You put in like all this different data and then it extrapolates a very customized sight tape if you're shooting an adjustable sight. So uh, I'll be excited to try that out and see what kind of accuracy I get from that. So we'll do that hopefully next week when I get back at some point, but yeah, man, just uh, I'm not a big tinkerer. Um, I like to kind of just stick with a good like media, like something in the middle so where I can shoot tack throughout the year. And I, cause I do shoot a lot of foam cause I'm close to the club here. Um, but I really like to keep everything dialed for hunting for the most part. Awesome. Well, yeah, no, I like that. Um, yeah, I, I, I'm guilty of that, unfortunately. And that's kind of just how I am. I, I like, yeah. to, I'm a gear nerd and I like to try new things. Um, I see, I, I see you move. I see you changing a lot of stuff on a regular basis too. I'm like, yeah, that guy's always got to be sighting in his bow. I can't, yep. Yeah. <laughs> I try yep. to keep away from that, man. It's, it could be frustrating when you're not figuring out what's going on with it. I'm like, damn, what the hell is wrong with my bow? Exactly. So that's something I try to stay away from. And I always end up back <coughs> to the same arrow. Like, to be honest with you, three years ago when I started, yeah. I was shooting the VAPS. Like not mm-hmm. even the TKOs, just the VAPS with a three-fledged yeah. helical boning heat. Mm-hmm. And guess where I'm at now? <laughs> like, yeah. All reliable. I know. It, I mean, it just works. It's just dialed. Yeah. But uh, anyway, yeah, that's that's awesome. And and that's what I would recommend for people, honestly, especially mm-hmm. if you're trying to save money. Um, and don't don't tinker too much. Yeah. <laughs> don't don't even start shooting if you're trying to save money. Yeah, <laughs> you're yeah. just never going to. You're never going to because every yeah. paycheck you say, well, I'm not going to buy something, and then you get paid. And I'm like, well, I guess I could get a new rest for my bow. So, you know, you just always find something to spend. <laughs> yeah, yeah. There you go. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. Man. It's fun. Awesome. It's fun, man. Though there's, there's always something cool to do. You know, it's kind of like. Uh, it's similar for me in like in fitness where it's never, you're never done. Mm-hmm. You know, it's just something that you always can continually build on. And that's the same thing with bow hunting and archery. It's never, uh, an, there's no end game to it. It's just always like continually honing your skills and continuing to practice and trial and error. And that, that's what I love about it. So, um, you just can't, for me, can't get enough of it. Yeah. Well, you beat me to the question. I was going to ask you what's got you hooked on yeah. archery, but, uh, that's it. There you go. Yeah. Yep. That's, yeah. that's pretty sweet, dude. Um, so what all, I mean, you obviously, you know, you've got a lot going on, um, and mm-hmm. all, all of you guys out there in the Austin area, um, definitely go check out Thwack stuff and, uh, and, and go, you know, go shoot with them over at the Austin archery club. Um, yeah, going some of the tournaments that he's setting up and, uh, they look pretty, I think you posted a, a tournament, like a bracket or something, didn't you the other day or, uh, what was that? Um, I think, oh, that was just, that was just for one of the shoots that we were doing. Mm-hmm. So, um, it's called T-Bot. It's like tr- traditional bow hunters of Texas. Mm-hmm. Every year they do a shoot at the club. It's like a three day or two day shoot that they'll do. So I was just going there, just getting everything set up and rearranging you know, trad bows and or is it just traditional bow hunters oh. is the title? Uh, so all it's all trad bows, but they're, they're all bow hunters. Yeah. They all, they all shoot recurves. Yeah. So it's cool, man. It's, it kind of caters to everybody there, which is really fun. I've done, you know, I'll go, like I said, I'll go to the shoot, shoot the club and I'll be at the static range and meet somebody and we'll just start chopping it up and then we'll end up going to shoot together. So it's, it's just, it's a really cool spot, man. If you're ever in, in the central Austin, central Texas area, 
definitely suggest going and checking it out. Shoot me a message. And if I got the time, man, I'm, I'm always down to shoot with good people. So definitely. No, definitely. Yeah. That's awesome. Uh, so you, you mentioned an elk hunt this year. Yeah. Let's talk about that. Let's get into maybe a little bit more hunting and less archery yeah. 75 hard and all the other fun things I like to talk about. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Too. Uh, yeah, so what, what have you got going on this year and, and uh, what's up with this elk hunt? So I'm going to kind of cut my teeth this year and try my first elk hunt. Um, tags go on sale next week or actually at the beginning of August, I think on the, on the third. So uh, I've got three other friends of mine that we're going to, we're going to go out. So we're just kind of dialing in the units right now. Um, and then me and one of the guys are going to plan a trip in the middle of August. We're going to drive up to Colorado, do some actual scouting in person and, uh, you know, just go out there and, and see what, see what we can come up with, man, you know, doing, doing a bunch of research throughout the year. And, uh, luckily was able to get a group of guys together that were down to do it. So we'll have, um, three hunters and then one guy that's going to come with us and help pack out if we get so lucky. And I'm just excited for it, man. You know, I'm not, ex I'm, I'm expecting to go in and train as much as I can. And hopefully we come out successful. And if not, you know, at least it's something that we were able to go out and, and experience for ourselves, man. That's, that's the beauty of hunting. You know, you can read everything in the world and you can practice and practice and practice, but until you actually go out and do it, it's kind of just all theoretical, you know? Yep. So, um, yeah, we just all decided, you know, like, Hey man, let's go, let's go try it out. So all of us, it'll all four of us will be our first time elk hunting. So it'll, it'll be really fun, man, to see how we end up, uh, end up doing. Yeah. I was going to ask you about that too. Cause I know there's elk hunts yeah. down in Texas. They're kind of pricey and they're on private. Yeah. You know, Texas, private Texas is pay to play. Yeah. That's what <laughs> I love Texas because it got me into hunting. Um, and it's very much ingrained in the culture, but it's very pay to play. There's not a lot of public land. Um, if you go out and you, you study the, the public land that's out there, you can have success. I think I, I went on Dude, I honestly, no lie. I probably almost, I went on probably 10 hog hunts this year. And until last month I had no success. And again, that's just like, and you're just going out, getting beat up all day. Sometimes you go out like after a big rain in Texas, like Texas has huge, like huge, like really intense rainfall. And then it'll be very short and then stop. And it kind of like goes on and off for a certain amount of time throughout the year. So out in that public land where the landscape isn't managed, like, you're wading through grass. That's up to my, almost up to my chin, no lie. Mm -hmm. And you'll be wading through it. And then all of a sudden you see this big matted down piece of land. That's just like all hog beds. So you can't see anything. So you're like on edge. Cause you know, hogs are close. Um, but it, it's fun, man. You know, just going out again, trial and error and seeing, seeing what works and what doesn't. And, uh, I actually had a, a past client of mine invited me onto their property and that nobody hunts it anymore. They're actually about to get off of that lease. But uh, he's like, hey, man, you want to go out? And he's like, I know we got some pigs out there. I just got some good, uh, a couple of good pigs coming through the, the trail cams that we have and went out by myself and was able to get lucky finally. That's so awesome. it's just, uh, it's just going out there and, and putting in the work and seeing what works and what doesn't. Yeah, no, for sure. Uh, and, I, you know, I was going to ask you, because, you know, I've, I've kind of talked on the podcast about my way and how I've gotten into things. And um, you haven't gone to an elk shape camp, which you're going to be at the one in Texas next year? Not, not yet, but I am. I, I'm either going to do the one in Texas next year or California. Being from California, <clears throat> and I've talked to Chris over at the Julian Ranch, and uh, I would really like to go check that out. It would be fun to do an elk-shaped camp in, in my home state. Um, so I'm, I'm toying between which, which one I'm going to go on, but I will absolutely be at one next year for sure. Sweet. That's awesome. Yeah, it's a great camp. Um, I highly recommend it to anyone looking to cut the, the learning curve down. Um, 
and you know, it's so great that I'll, I'll be going three years in a row. So <laughs> that's awesome. Yeah, it's, it's, it, it's, it always uh, seems like a great time. And I'm yeah, sure any, and I know anything that Dan does, he does it a hundred percent and he gets great professionals that go to those. So I'm, I'm very much looking forward to that next year. Yeah, for sure. Um, so, so talk, walk us through the idea of going from Texas, never having hunted elk, uh, to, you know, jumping in on this with a group of guys, um, yeah. and kind of what, what are some maybe three highlights, three pointers that you would give to anyone that is maybe an out of stater and all of mm-hmm. the out of staters, you can go to Colorado, Utah sucks. Don't come to Utah. Don't go to Montana. <laughs> don't go to Wyoming. Don't go to, yep. go to Colorado. Colorado has the highest density of elk. Go to Colorado. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's what you told me. That's why I'm going to Colorado. I didn't pick Utah. So it, it, there you go. No. Yeah. <laughs> um, no, um, for real, like, you, you know, you, you've never, I mean, I'm sure you've been to Colorado, but you haven't hunted yeah. elk in Colorado. Yeah. Um, so that's Correct. a whole different ballgame. So maybe three pointers um, that you'd give people that you guys are going through right now. Yeah. So um, one thing that's been super helpful and, and Colorado's department of wildlife is awesome. I mean, honestly, any, any state's wildlife department is, uh, super helpful. So for anybody who doesn't know anything about non-resident hunting, like I, I didn't, um, I would call them and just start asking questions, you know, um, do I need any special permits? You know, if you're going to be, uh, shooting archery, you know, a lot of States will require you getting an archery permit. You have to get a non-resident tag. You got to get all these certain things. So, um, you have to get your hunter's education certified through them. So that way you can even buy the tag. So I would call whatever state you're interested in, call their department of wildlife and take notes um, they're super nice. Like I've sat on the phone with them for like 30 plus minutes at a time and they answer every question and they're super helpful. So that would be one, um, find a good mapping software, whether it's go hunt or, you know, whatever you like to use. I I like go hunt a lot. Um, I like their 2.0 platform. So you can go into go hunts 2.0 platform. You can say, I want to do, uh, you know, like for me in particular, I want to hunt elk. I want to do an over the counter. And it'll give you all this data. It'll show you the ratio of public to private land. It'll show you weather patterns. It'll tell you, I think it tells you like the migration of the animals. Uh, It'll tell you hunting success in various units. It'll also tell you different rules within each units because some are specific for, you know, uh, antler, you know, antlerless or cows uh, or bulls or spikes, whatever it is. So uh, that would be number two. And then number three would just be familiar, familiarize yourself with whatever it is you're looking to hunt and get your practice in. Make sure you're hundred percent comfortable. So if you do end up getting into a point where you're in the red zone and you're going to be pulling back on that animal, the last thing you want to do is have any kind of self-doubt like, oh man, I know I, I didn't practice enough or I'm not comfortable with this setup. I don't know because it's going to magnify when you're in the red zone and your heart's beating through your throat and you've got an elk bugling at you, or you've got a cow elk that's five times the size, you know, however much bigger than a whitetail or whatever it is that you hunted before. Um, I can only imagine it's got to be extremely uh, nerve wracking. You know, I, I've hunted whitetail and it's nerve wracking when you finally see the, the deer that you're going to shoot, you know? So uh, your practice is important. Put your research in contact that department of fish and wildlife or whatever, for whatever state you're going to hunt. Um, that's going to be super important in finding a good mapping software and doing your e-scouting. I think those are really good pointers guys. So definitely uh, listen in on that. Cause you know, there's so many resources out there. Um, and again, he's mentioning a, a couple good ones. Um, and you know, you can again, go down the rabbit hole and there's so many other yeah. uh, options as well, but those are good three highlighted points that I would, mm-hmm. I would also back that and recommend um, we're definitely going to have to have you on 
again whenever you're done with the hunt and uh yeah, and see it. how it went even it. if even if you don't tag out right and that's the mm-hmm. other thing too you know this this last year um you know september 1 we were in the woods the first evening and i had a shot at a spike that i missed and yeah you know it happens and then i went 20 something days without having another face-to-face encounter with an elk and uh yeah. it, it can be frustrating but it was so rewarding and i walked out of there with no regrets because i knew yeah. i'd left everything there with the time that i had and so for sure uh, you know, I, I'm excited for you guys to get out there. Um, is your other guys from DNA going to go out there, or is it a different group of friends? Uh, be be a different group of guys. Cool. Awesome. Yeah, yeah. So other guys that I go shooting with. One of the guys sits on the board at the archery club, uh, and then another and his buddy are going with us, and then another friend of mine, um, who's you know also like a newer, newer bow hunter, been in it for the last couple of years, but super sharp guy, great shape, really good people. Um, so I'm excited to go out with all of them, man. We're, we're all, we're all going into it, uh, as prepared as possible. So it'll be fun to see how, how we end up fairing up. So I'm going to ask you a, a quick question. Um, if you had to choose, yeah. uh, one to hunt the rest of your life, elk, mule deer, or whitetails? Oh man. Well, I've never hunted mule deer or elk, hmm. but I would say if I had, if I had the opportunity, it would most likely be elk. And that would just be because it's an animal that's extremely large. So if you're successful, you get a lot of meat from it. Um, it seems amazing to be able to call an elk in or stalk in on an elk and hear them bugling. Um, it's just an absolutely beautiful animal. So, and, and just being able to go through the back country and that's, I mean, that's what initially got me into wanting to bow hunt, right? Cause you see, you know, the upper echelon of people and figureheads in the industry, like Cam Haynes and like John Dudley and all these other guys and, and, and Dan Staten that are doing these backcountry elk hunts and they're busting ass and they finally get an elk and they're quartering it and they're hiking it out. And it's like the allure of that, that adventure and that, you know, call to the wild, you know, it's, it's something that is very ingrained in us uh, primitively, you know, cause we all did. I mean, none of us would be here if it weren't for ancestors being able to, to hunt food and gather food and all that. So um, it's, it's something that's called to me and it would, it would be oh, for me. That would, that would probably be the one. That's awesome. That's awesome. I, I love yeah. hearing, uh, your reasoning behind that. Cause everyone's got a different reason. And I think yeah. that's, and, and all of them are right, you know? Yeah. Um, yeah. and that, that's pretty cool. Um, <laughs> yeah, yeah, of course. And then, uh, just one, one last thing too, what, what's your training looking like coming from, yeah. I don't know if you're, you're at sea level, I imagine. Yeah. Pretty, uh, Texas is about pretty, pretty flat pretty, pretty much as flat as they get. So unfortunately I don't get to do a lot of high elevation training. Um, but I do, I do a mixture. So I traditionally have like a bodybuilding background. Um, that's kind of how I got into, uh, you know, just the fitness space. And over the years I've, I've kind of gotten away from that. I still like a, like a meathead workout every now and again, cause you know, they're fun, but, uh, traditionally, oh, so like I'll pump. do, if I'm, Oh yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. You got, you got to build some muscular hypertrophy, you know, you got to get, got to get a little small. Mm-hmm. So, uh, but I do, I do a, a, a staggered approach. So I'll do, you know, say uh, a push day one day. Um, and then the next day I'll do a metabolic conditioning training. So for anybody who doesn't know, that's like where you're focusing on like your aerobic capacity, you're doing functional training where you're keeping your heart rate elevated to a specific, uh, you know, like to, to a certain degree. Um, and the way that that looks is I'll do like say five different exercises and it'll be a mix of like either a push, a pull, a squat, a hinge, or like a, uh, like a dynamic, like fast, fast paced type of exercise. Um, and then I'll do those for either time 
um, or a certain amount of reps, distances, whatever it is. Um, so that way I'm getting like good functional training. I'm getting heavy load on my body again, prepping myself for, you know, in the event of packing out, um, making sure that your joints are properly, properly prepared. So I do like a whole joint warm up before I work out starting from, you know, going bottom up knees or, uh, ankles, knees, hips, lower back core, and then shoulders. Um, and I do that pretty much every day. And that's just to keep, keep, you know, keep the synovial fluid in there, making sure that everything's strong, working on stability. And then I'll just kind of go back and forth throughout the week. So, uh, it'll be a push, a Metcon, uh, a leg day, a Metcon, and then a pull day. Mm. And then, you know, might take a rest and then kind of keep running through that. For me, that's worked really well. Knock on wood. Haven't had any injuries, which has been awesome. Um, doing like when I was doing more traditional bodybuilding training, uh, I was noticing like a lot of nagging injuries because you're doing very like very basic movements where you're only moving either in like one plane of motion or you're using like single joint movements and you're like isolating muscle groups. Right. So, which is great for hypertrophy, but not good for your aerobic capacity and boosting cardiovascular conditioning and just getting good load under your body where your joints are being able to work, uh, in, in synchronicity. So, uh, just over the years, that's kind of how I've changed that up. And, uh, it's been, it's been working really well for me. And then I'll, I'll do, I'll do some running, you know, running is just always good for me. I just, again, I like, I like to do that. Um, never super long distances, um, but running, and then I'll, I'll throw some rucking in there from time to time as well too. just throw a pack on and just go hike. Awesome. So, yeah. No, a little bit everything. It. It's definitely good to, to keep in mind. A lot of people don't realize how much, uh, elevation makes a difference, you know, and, yeah. uh, and even coming from, I think we're at like 4,500 or 5,000 feet, something like that on a daily basis. Mm-hmm. Um, and then when we backpack through, uh, Wyoming, um, we got mm-hmm. to, uh, shoot, it was Texas pass was like 11 or 12,000 feet. And yeah, you're up like, there. I was feeling it, you know? Yeah. Um, and, and my daughter actually, she had some, she had some issues where I was kind of starting to get concerned. Um, you yeah. know, she was 16 or something. But she, uh, yeah, she started to actually like get that tunnel vision that was coming in. Oh over. yeah. So, mm-hmm. and she's, she was physically active. She was physically fit. So, yeah. um, yeah, it's definitely something to keep in mind, especially, you know, flatlanders yeah. coming out to, yeah. to gain elevation. Uh, you got to mm-hmm. do as much as you can. So I love, I love that mixture. That's a good mix. Um, you obviously yeah, you. know what you're doing, uh, as having that educational <laughs> background and, um, personal training. So, uh, and then last, last question, what pack are you running? Uh, I'm going to actually have to buy a, a new pack. So I have, I have a, uh, an old Osprey pack that I have right now. It's a, it's a 60 liter, uh, but I'll end up getting a Kafaru before I end up going out just cause I like what they do. I know that they overbuild those things. Um, you know, they're tested. So uh, that'll be in, that'll end up being the company that I go with and, and purchase. And when I get out there, that's awesome. That's really yeah, cool. Yeah. And I've heard, yeah, heard good things from you using the Kafaru too, which has been great to see your reviews on that pack that you just got also. Um, so yeah, so I'm, I'm looking, I'm looking forward to picking that up here. Yeah. Yeah. It's uh, they're a great company, you know, us company, but more than mm-hmm. anything, like they're, they're like family and their customer services. I mean, you call them and they will tell you, they'll basically give you custom fitting over the phone. Um, as nice. long as you're honest with them, right? Like when they ask you what yeah. your waist size is, don't do the whole, like I'm a 34 when you're really a 36, like they don't care yeah. if you're, yeah. if you're chubby or not. Right. They just yeah. want to make sure you're, you're fitted. Um, and it was cool to see people have a tack where they put on the pack, they dropped their pack that they've been carrying all day. They put on this, you know, the Kafaru pack and they were like, <gasps> like just the look on their faces, yeah. you know, it was yeah. like, Oh yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's cool, man. So yeah, that's, 
that I love, I love that. Like, and that, that's something that's been blowing up in recent too. And I think just over COVID is like American made American built type of companies, because, you know, that's just, it's so important. And that's just something that's kind of fallen to the wayside over, you know, decades, but just seeing companies that are really taking that into their own and focusing on good customer service, any company like that, like I back hundred percent. I love that. First one's another good company like that. Like I had an issue where I'd bought in a, a pair of shorts and uh, I messaged them at like, uh, I was like Saturday at like 10 at night. Cause I picked up the package late and I was like, Hey man, had, had a, it was ended up being too small. And within five minutes, I got an email back at 10 o'clock at night on a Saturday. <laughs> and they were like, man, I'm so sorry. I'm going to process this for you first thing in the morning. And it was just one of those things. Like it's, it seems minute, but you do not get customer service like that from a lot of companies. And when you do, like you have to back those companies, you have to, you have to, you have to have good brand loyalty with that. So I, I really appreciate good stuff like that. Do you know any other companies that give 110% money back guarantees? I have none. Like not even just a hundred, but 110, like they'll pay you no, but, to send it yeah. back if you don't like it. Like it's, that's yeah, crazy. It's awesome. It's awesome to, when people mm -hmm. recognize what they have as far as the quality product and they back it mm -hmm. with good customer service, like it's, it's unbeatable, you know? Mm -hmm. And so I, I think that's, that's awesome. And I, I agree with you. It's good to, to turn to those U S companies. Um, you know, especially nowadays when I don't, well, you didn't order a bow this, well, you did order a bow this year. Did you pick one up from the shop? Yeah. Or? from I got it from archery country this year. I didn't okay. order it. Um, I just, I had happened to get lucky and they had, I'm left-handed. So I got lucky. They had the exact bow I wanted, which rarely ever happens as far mm -hmm. as like left-handed equipment and accessories. It's hard to come by in the space. And even, okay. yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> we're, we're a second, we're second class citizens in this space, but we, <laughs> we still seem to figure out how to get it done. <laughs> well, it's funny hanging out with Eric, uh, Chester this weekend at TAC. It was, he, uh, oh, yeah you know, his, his whole lefties unite, you know, it's, it's kind of funny to, <laughs> yeah. to hear people give him crap about it. Um, mm -hmm. but no, that, that, that's awesome. Yeah. I had to wait a couple months and then the site took like six months to get in. It yeah. is ridiculous. So I, I agree yeah. the whole U like having everything in the U S um, I think like what you were saying with the COVID and everything, uh, you know, it's, uh, it's kind of brought it back to the forefront you know, that we need to yeah. start bringing stuff here. So I've tried to put my money where my mouth is and, and support yep. companies that, that are us based, um, to help them grow, even though my dollars are not a ton compared to other people, but, um, you know, it's what I can do. So, um, yeah. I was just looking at that too. Hey, there another, you go. There's another good company to support right there, guys. I'm in. There you go. <laughs> um, yeah, you I get a new analogy, and every time it fills up, my wife's like, "You have so many analogies." I'm like, "I know," and I have how many more stickers <laughs> I need to put on. I need a clean yeah, exactly. canvas. <laughs> yeah, exactly. There you go. The, my sticker, my sticker inventory directly correlates to how many water bottles I have. Yep. Now, so exactly. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's great. Um, man. Well, awesome, man. Uh, is there anything else that you want to share with the listeners, maybe about your company, you, um, you know, and then? Uh, of course, after that, where they can find you. Yeah, man. Uh, I mean, at right now, not much that I can talk about right now, but uh, I just want to say, man, just the support is, is so much appreciated. I always just try to make sure that um, anybody who follows me or, or DNA Archery knows that, you know, it, it doesn't go unnoticed. You know, it's something that it's weird to see a following start to build and to see people want to reach out to you for advice is, is a really cool thing. And that's something that you have to really respect. So um, anybody who supported us, you know, up till now, I really appreciate you guys. It's, it's been really, it's been really cool to see. Um, 
but yeah, man, that, that's really all I have, man. We really, we really got to talk on some really cool pointers and uh, it's been, it's been fun to hop on here with you, man. I know we've been talking about it for a little bit, so I'm, I'm glad to be able to finally get on here with you. Yeah, for sure. Uh, and you know, I appreciate it again. And, and I agree. It's, it's so humbling when you have people reach out to you and you're like, Oh, well, wait a second. I was in your position like less yeah. than two years ago, you know? Yeah. And, and, like, and I love that you put in your bio. It's like, I'm not a professional. I'm just passionate. And, yeah. you know, I, I always tell people, I'm like, just kind of like what you said earlier. Um, this is what I do that works. You're yeah. going to have to figure it out. And this is how I went about figuring it out. Cause I I'm not a yeah. Dudley. I'll never pretend to be like, I am yeah. not at that level. Um, yeah. and, and I, I love that you, you approach it that way as well. So, um, awesome. Nice. And where can people find you at? I know we've mentioned it a couple of times, but drop it again. Yeah. Yeah, man. So, uh, in, Instagram, uh, YouTube is all going to be thwack with two A's. So T H W A A C K. Uh, the company is going to be at DNA Archery Co. Um, and that's also the website, dnaarcheryco.com. Um, you know, we're going to be working on putting up some more content for the YouTube for that specifically. It's been slacking on it. You know, we all, unfortunately, we also have day jobs for now. So, uh, but we are, we are working on, on beefing up the website and, and the company YouTube and all that. So it'll be at Thwack or at DNA Archery Co. That's where y'all can find us. And again, as always, uh, DMs are open. Anybody has any questions, I'm always here for you. Appreciate y'all. Yep, definitely. And guys, go get your cool sticker like this so you can buy more now jeans. Right. Yes, sir. <laughs> Drink your water. Yeah, for real. Um, yeah. All right. Well, thanks for coming on, man. It's been awesome. I, I really appreciate it. And you guys go check it out. I'll leave the links down below. Um, go buy you a shirt. Saturdays are for the bows. Um, and, you know, yes, a hat like what you see here that uh, Nick's wearing. Um, but yeah, go support good company. Um, and uh, yeah, you guys know where to reach them. So thanks again for tuning in, guys. You know what I always say? Get out live your life and love it. All right. Well, I hope you enjoyed that conversation as much as I enjoyed having it guys, because honestly, Nick is just a great individual, loves his family, loves fitness, loves archery, just is con constantly wanting to be a better person. So go find Nick. I'm going to leave the links down below to find him. And uh, again, guys, I really appreciate you jumping in and listening to these awesome conversations and the people that I get to bring on. It's just great. I'm loving it. So if you are enjoying it, please leave a follow and a review. If it's five stars, you don't have to write something. I'd appreciate it if you did, uh, but just leave a review. If there it's less than five stars, please let me know some feedback so that I can definitely continue improving the podcast, bringing you guys the stuff that you're wanting to hear, whether it be conversations or the Wednesday wake-ups. Please let me know. I'm always open for feedback. Outside of that, guys, have an amazing rest of your weekend. Go spend time with loved ones. Get outside. Enjoy your life. If you're out chasing elk, go get after it. Wish you luck. Shoot straight. And, of course, get out, live your life, and love it.